Today on Building the Bakken. Most every business that has anything to do with supplying anything, or they're all affected. Transportation, they're all affected by what's going on out in the Bakken. So head trauma, heart attacks, strokes, they will put us on standby so that we're literally sitting in the helicopter ready to push the start button. Those areas are really attractive to migratory birds. They're also attractive to any of the bird life that are in the area. In some cases, we'd find dead deer in them. The volunteer system works so well, but they're getting really stressed, and uh, we got to give them some relief here. From the epicenter of the nation's economy, North Dakota. Crude oil, 100 million years in the making. This was brought out of the ground about three days ago. It's just now seeing the light of day for the first time in 100 million years. The Bakken Formation is transforming the way people live and do business. I worked in the oil field up in the Kildare Mountain. It is snowing. Been snowing here for about an hour to hour and a half. Visibility is quarter to a half a mile. Each week, host Jason Spies leads headline making interviews with industry voices and oil field newsmakers. Ed Schaefer, former Governor Schaefer, how are you doing today, sir? I'm great, I'm great. How are you doing, Jason? Good to be on air with you. Building the Bakken is about the people, the culture, and the community. I sleep in the back of my Dodge Ram pickup. Yeah, nine days, out there 24-7, no shower, you know, no anything. The host of Building the Bakken, Jason Spies. You like fine wine, you love fine oil. Welcome to Building the Bakken. I'm your host, Jason Spies. Building the Bakken is a news magazine energy program dedicated to the Bakken oil fields. Building the Bakken focuses on living and working within the oil boom and a shale play. Building the Bakken can be heard every week at this time on this radio station. To see if a radio station in your listening area is part of the Building the Bakken media network, visit our website and click on the media network link. I'd like to remind you folks to pick up a copy of the Bakken Breakout Weekly as well as the Bakken Breakout Magazine, published and distributed by the Bismarck Tribune. I've penned a feature story in the Bakken Breakout Magazine titled The March to a Million. I invite you folks to pick up a copy of the magazine or check out the Bakken Breakout Weekly for the weekly Building the Bakken column. In addition, I also write a monthly column for The Drill, an oil publication distributed by the Dickinson Press. If you have a chance, pick up the latest copy of The Drill, The Bakken Breakout Weekly, or The Bakken Breakout Magazine for the Building the Bakken columns and feature stories. The 2014 trade show season is ready to kick off, and this year it begins in Grand Forks, North Dakota. The Bakken Three Forks Oil Innovation Conference is scheduled for February 10th and runs through February 12th. This three-day conference will be a one-of-a-kind for the Bakken with speakers, exhibit booths, presentations, and workshops. Yes, the rumors are true. I will be moderating a panel discussion on why companies operate within the Bakken. This panel will discuss ways to improve your company's bottom line and overcome Bakken obstacles. That specific panel discussion is Monday, February 10th, immediately following a luncheon presentation from U.S. Senator John Hoven. That's the Bakken Three Forks Oil Innovation Conference, February 10th through the 12th at the Alaris Center in Grand Forks, North Dakota. For more information, visit the conference website at www.bakkenoilconference.com. Of course, all their information is linked up at our website as well. On today's episode of Building the Bakken, we talk with U.S. Congressman Kevin Kramer. Kramer, along with Senator Hoven and Heitkamp and North Dakota Governor Jack Dalrymple, as well as other officials, recently met with FIMSA officials to discuss rail safety. 
FEMSA is the Pipeline and Hazardous Materials Safety Administration. U.S. Congressman Kevin Kramer will update us on what transpired during that meeting. Also on today's program, first responders of the Bakken. From Mandaree to Castleton, North Dakota, first responders are being called to duty due to the Bakken activity. We talk with a whole host of people about the firemen, EMTs, and other first responders of the Bakken. In our weekly one-on-one interview, I sit down with former U.S. wildlife official for North Dakota, South Dakota, and Nebraska, and current South Dakota resident, John Cooper. Cooper is a well-known voice and mind within the wildlife community. And we'll talk to him about how the oil fields are affecting the wildlife in the Bakken region. And in our final segment of Building the Bakken, we catch up with the Mayor of Castleton, Ed McConnell, and find out what's next for the town of 2500. All that, plus a Building the Bakken music montage, set to the music of Woody Pines' Casey Jones. But first, a word from our sponsors. To the place where I was born, where my heart still resides. Where the nighttime lights earth and line on the horizon. Attend the Bakken Freeport Shale Oil Innovation Conference and Expo taking place February 10th, 11th, and 12th in Grand Forks. Produced by the Bakken Magazine and in collaboration with the University of North Dakota College of Engineering and Mines, this event is the nation's only shale oil conference with a comprehensive agenda focused on the latest innovations driving the Bakken shale oil technologies. Visit www.bakkenoilconference.com to register. That's www.bakkenoilconference.com. Welcome back to Building the Bakken. I'm your host, Jason Spies. In this segment, we sit down with U.S. Congressman Kevin Kramer. Kramer, along with U.S. Senator Heidi Heitkamp and U.S. Senator John Hoven, as well as North Dakota officials, including Governor Jack Dalrymple, recently met with FIMSA, the Pipeline Hazardous Material and Safety Administration, regarding rail safety. This is U.S. Congressman Kevin Kramer. Senator Hoven, Senator Heitkamp, and I have met with uh, the, the uh, Secretary of Transportation, Anthony Fox, t- on two occasions already, the head of FIMSA and, uh, and the Federal Railroad Association. Everybody's been getting together, meeting on this, and analyzing the data, talking about uh, the outcomes, uh, planning for the future. So it's been a really a tremendous unified response. On Saturday... Uh, Senator Heitkamp, Senator Hoven, Governor Dalrymple, and I, along with Mayor Wallacher uh, and, and other mayors, including uh, Ed from, uh, from Castleton, and first responders, county commissioners, we met here in Fargo to talk about uh, the situation, what we've seen, where we're headed, headed. There are a number of things, but there are really two tracks to this discussion at this point. One is, how can we, how can we prevent accidents in the future, realizing you're never going to eliminate them altogether, especially in cold weather state like ours, where you have such severe extreme changes and, and expansions. And how do you uh, limit them? It might surprise some people that in 2013, BNSF had the safest year in the history of their railroad. It just so happened the big accident happened in, you know, near Castleton, North Dakota. Um, so, so that's the first thing. So that involves everything from uh, uh, looking at uh, train speeds. Uh, routing of trains through or around populated areas, um, obviously uh, inspections of, of track and expe- inspections of equipment, including axles and wheels, which are a common problem in cold weather. And, and then, uh, but should an accident happen, and realizing that they're inevitable in some cases, 
how do you mitigate the consequences of that accident. So those are the two tracks we're looking at. And on the mitigation side, a big part of it deals with the rail cars themselves, the tanker cars, the construction of them. And you know, we've been in a long process now, over two years, waiting for final rules from uh, the Pipeline Hazardous Material Safety Administration, which is a division of the Department of Transportation, which has jurisdiction over hazardous materials on rail. Uh, we've been waiting for a long time for final rules. In the meantime, however, since 2011, the rail, the industry itself has been building to a higher standard uh, these cars. Now, the unfortunate thing is, while about 30% of the tanker cars meet these higher standards, they're called 1232 standards, the 1232 cars, um, those were not the cars that were on this particular train. These go back more to 2006 era. And so the newer cars uh, are double layered on the ends. They have uh, you know, stainless steel uh, nozzles and things as opposed to aluminum, uh, you know, better uh, release valves, all kinds of things in the, that you would think about in the makeup of the cars. We need those final rules because when the final rules are drafted, that's when the industry can really unleash its, its investment potential and build to those specs. It's hard to expect you know, it's hard to expect an industry to build to a spec that may not be in compliance when the final rule comes out. So DOT has been very responsive in this manner. The Office of Management and Budget, which is the other uh, part, the other leg to the regulatory regime in Washington, has been less quick to respond. They have a lot of regulations, as you know, that they're reviewing for uh, cost-benefit analysis. Um, so it's a long process, but it's... And that was U.S. Congressman Kevin Kramer. To listen to the entire interview, visit our website, buildingthebakken.com. On a white open prairie, out by my grandma's house. And some days I can almost feel the wind blow. 